Welcome to The Breakdown, a show about bodybuilding, fitness, and all things Generation Iron. This is GI's first talk show, and it's our first episode. I am Bikini Pro competitor Tiffany Urrea, and to the left and right of me is Sean Ray, pro bodybuilder and Hall of Famer, and social media influencer and trainer Jeff Logan. How you guys doing tonight? By the time this airs, we'll be in 2018. A lot has happened this year. Sean, what was the most exciting for you? What worried you the most? Wow, well, I mean, what's the most exciting, clearly for me as a former bodybuilder, is the Mr. Olympia competition. We had our 53rd anniversary of the Joe Weider Mr. Olympia, and we've had a seven-time record-tying victory for Phil Heath. He tied Arnold Schwarzenegger with seven. He's got to win it one more time to tie Ronnie Coleman and Lee Haney for the all-time record of eight. That's yet to be seen. Um, but one of the more exciting things was that it just seems like our sport is growing exponentially. The numbers across the board were just through the roof in terms of participation, not for bodybuilding, but for men's physique, classic physique, which is now taking the industry by storm. And of course, the bikini division is just blowing up. Um, that's probably the best aspect of what happened in 2017 in terms of our growth. Mm -hmm. Glad you mentioned that. How about you, Jeff? Kind of worried about that growth because like there's a whole bunch of different categories now and like everybody's like i'm a section three you know junior pro like it's like what the fuck's going on like seriously but um like it's cool it's growing but like it needs to grow controlled like a garden can have weeds or it can have flowers like weeds grow like they're growing but like shit needs to be like yeah capped in a little bit but sean what worried you the most about 2017 well we saw one of our major stars you know get chopped down it seems every year there's a major athlete that's gonna you know, bite the dust. And Dallas McCarver was hailed as a future Mr. Olympia. He's 26 years old. Uh, it's a cautionary tale because, again, I, I did a, a story, a piece on Dorian Yates when he kind of changed the game with the size factor, and everyone started chasing the size. And uh, these bodybuilders started dropping uh, like flies. You had Don Youngblood, you had Nasser El Sambadi, uh, you had Art Bet uh, Atwood. And now, more recently, we have, uh, you know... Um, and you think that's because, because of the size? I, I think it has something yeah. to do with being too big. I mean, listen, Dallas was 300-something pounds at 26 <laughs> years old. His heart was enlarged. He had a heart attack, which is one of the number one killers. But these guys that are playing the size game and not paying attention to the internal health, um, this is the, the, the downside of bodybuilding, which is the benefit to classic bodybuilding, because you don't have to be ma massive. Right. And you also don't have to be a genetic freak. You can actually change the way you look because they have you structured in a height and a weight category. Whereas in open bodybuilding, size was ruling the roost and we start seeing bodybuilders drop. And again, uh, Dallas McCarver is an example of what we need to be careful RP of in this sport. And they're chasing the size because size is being rewarded. It's being rewarded. And so now I think the, the judges are starting to get it, which is why classic bodybuilding was, well, classic bodybuilding was created so that you don't have to chase the size. So at least it's giving us an option. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to find out how they reward, continue to reward these guys because again, the guy that got second in the Olympia was over 300 pounds in right. uh, Big Rami. Right. So. How did you feel about that, Big Rami? I thought Big Rami served notice, man. I mean, he, Phil Heath was not at his best, mm -hmm. of course, until he turned but around he still won? the back. Phil still won because yeah. remember, half your body is the back. And but do you, think, do, you, do you think Big Rami won though? No, I don't think Big Rami won. I think Big Rami doesn't have calves. You cannot discount the fact that his thighs are too big for his upper body. But check and, this out, check this out. What if he's watching this? What if Big Rami's watching this and, and you say and, he doesn't have calves? I told and, him that. He knows. And, but, but no, but that's, that's what I said. People are chasing that, that size because if you told me that, I'd be like, Listen, Dexter calves. Jackson won the Mr. Olympia with no calves. Mm -hmm. Ronnie Coleman won the Mr. Olympia <laughs> with Yo, no Dexter, calves. Yo, Dexter, you ain't got no it's calves. It's only a small deficiency, but in the sum total, 
Phil Heath has I a love genetic you, advantage. I love you, Sorry. Phil's right. got a genetic advantage over over Big Rami. But Big Rami's time will come. He's younger, and I think if he continues doing what he's doing, he's just going to outmuscle everybody because behind him, there's really nobody that's threatening Big Rami right now. He, right. There's a big distance between him and Little William Bonac, who's in third. The industry is changing fast, so we'll be here every single week debating the topics. First topic, the, all the deaths in bodybuilding in 2017 especially. Crazy. Yeah, so first, Dallas McCarver. We mentioned it before. Um, really unfortunate, really young guy chasing size. Is it something about the industry that's causing the death? I think I know your take on that. Well, I mean, I, I think we're also being people are getting informed faster and we're able to see through social media instantaneously. We had the guy over in Africa do a backflip, broke his neck. You know, you're a bodybuilder, you're not a gymnast. So to do crazy things like that, you run the risk of dying. Uh, the editor of- Was it a Fitness, big dude or no? No, he was, just, he was just a regular looking guy. But I mean, at the end of the day, he's a bodybuilder, broke his neck, he died. And mm. so obviously it comes with negative- At the competition, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can't really say that as a bodybuilding death. Like, yeah, no, it happened at, at the show, but like- it just so happens to have been a bodybuilder. Like it could have been a regular Joe Schmo breaking his neck on the street and, and working whatever. But just because he was a bodybuilder and it happened on stage, or like, oh, it's not because of bodybuilding. Like yeah. he just. Was well, you think about how connected they are. So there's the bodybuilder who's connected to maybe a supplement company who's connected to guys that have millions of followers, and it just kind of everyone shares and shares and shares. It grows exponentially. But at the end of the day, the cautionary tale is the bodybuilders have got to start doing inventory on their health mm. because it is related to size. It is related uh, to the drugs that they may be using. It also is related to dehydration as well. That's one of the number one killers is diuretics, not the steroids that the guys are taking. But uh, when a death happens in bodybuilding, it, it, it has rippling effects. Right. I mean, when it comes to bodybuilding, um, it depends what the death is. I mean, that's any industry like, okay, a painter can be on a, a fucking building painting and like, you know, they wanted to do a higher thing and they fall off and they fucking die. Like, oh, painting is dangerous. It's not dangerous. It's what that fucking person did. Hmm. But like- The F-bombs. Huh? <laughs> Your F-bombs. I'm even alarmed. <laughs> okay, that's how I speak. But anywho, um, I don't think the flipping incident was like directly, you know, included with bodybuilding. Yeah, he should have been flipping. And like, I imagine you probably like banned flipping from your shows or something sure. like that. Like, well, actually the NPC and the IP has banned any type of acrobatics from right. a bodybuilding performance from now on. Right. And I mean, he, you know, set the stone for that. Since that incident? Since that, since that oh. incident's what changed the rules. Because again, you had one guy try that, failed. You're gonna have somebody that goes, hey, that, had he made it? Mm -hmm. Somebody else might've tried it and broke their neck. So unfortunately, someone had to lose their life to have the rules changed. But at the end of the day, look, this is posing. Mm -hmm. It's not art, you know, acrobatics. Right. We don't want guys with oil, dehydrated, overweight, heavily muscular, dieted down, trying to do yeah. Backflips, because you can break your neck and There's die. no reason for that. Yeah, he, and he did. Mm -hmm. um, it's not funny. It's not funny. Fuck. Um, anyway, like, it depends. Like, some of these dudes who have, like, you know, heart problems or, like, you know, kidney failure. Um, I heard one of them was a protein overdose. I don't even know how you do that. Um, <laughs> if it's the same girl that I'm thinking about, it was a genetic disorder that her... How much protein did she take? Like, if She just couldn't process it. It has nothing to do with, like, people are like, oh, my God, protein... Okay, people were like, protein's bad. See, too much protein's bad for you. No, she just couldn't break it down because and that's she how had bodybuilding gets in trouble. genetic disposition. Right. So, exactly. So, it was like 
a bodybuilding bodybuilding got like a bad rep for it but it's just like i have nothing to do with any of that oh my god i was just getting so annoyed with people forwarding me this article like see girl you gotta be careful you gotta mm -hmm. be careful with what you're doing no what yeah. are you talking about like i'm okay eat too many calories you get like it, like, like insulin i don't dis have that disorder like, that. like relax it's not because she was having protein powders like well, look, bodybuilding on its surface is supposed to be healthy but we know that there's some deeper darker crevices where it can actually be bad yeah. that can be said for anything you know, it could be said for track and field. It could be said for football. Look at these concussions these guys are having. I mean, these guys are dying at an alarming younger weight rate um, in the NFL than they are uh, in other sports. So I mean, it's, it's just fucked for the youth. Like, all these dark crevices. And, and, like, I'm thinking of that, like, track and field. Like, you know, they're taking, like, I heard, you know, one dude who was the fastest guy took, like, Winstraw. And then the other dude wasn't taking anything. But then he got popped for it. Yeah. So, like, me as a young track athlete growing up, like, I wasn't. But, like, if I was, like, I'll, I'll want to get like him. Sure. But he took that. But if he says this is what I took, then the rate of kids using drugs is going to be, you know. It could. You have to. It's a very slippery slope. You have to navigate this. And, and bodybuilding is not for everyone. No. That's why it's great you have an alternative like physique mm. or like classic where you can monitor how far you want to go. But like anything else, the responsible athlete will get the checkup. They'll have their, their insides monitored. But I mean, some of these dudes, it's like if they didn't, if they weren't bodybuilders, they might be alive. Like one dude died so hard, he fell asleep in his car and hit it. It's like... Fuck that. Like, I have a kid. Like, I'm not about to, like, like, yeah, you're going to sacrifice and, like, you know, go to the edge for things, but just, like, your health is, like... It's an extreme sport. There's no difference in race car driving. There's no difference in professional boxing. I mean, there's a lot of things that has to be approached with I caution. Agree with that. No Bodybuilding is one where it's all out. It's an extreme sport. It's not for everyone. So I'm going to ask both of you, yes or no, is the bodybuilding lifestyle unhealthy for me i mean i love it because uh, it's taken me around the world it's provided me with a, a nice life and is, it unhealthy? is it unhealthy it can be and like anything else you got to know your limits i don't if i had a son i doubt that i'd want my son to be a bodybuilder because of the things that i don't think he might be mentally capable of going through about I would, physical I would be very i'd be very cautious of so that's having enough. My son. well because i did it doesn't mean that's going to pass on to my son sergio oliva jr is following in his dad's footsteps uh, won the New York Pro. His dad was a Mr. Olympia. Very few people can actually do that. But knowing what I know, living in the time that we live in, if I had a son, I'd probably have him do classic physique or um, regular physique. But bodybuilding, I doubt it. So another news, bodybuilding is unhealthy as fuck. <laughs> Not um, for everyone. Not for everyone. I mean, you just said you would like, I wouldn't let my kid like I'm touch a stove. I'm healthy, but I, I'm saying if I had a son because of... It is chemical warfare. Mm -hmm. My son might be smarter than me. I'm saying Sergio Oliva Jr. is doing what he's he did on a very good level. He's, he's one example. But it's it, this is a sport of misfits. People come into bodybuilding with eating disorders. They come in here with very low self-esteem. Um, you said misfits. For something. Yeah, there's a lot of misfits. Mental disorders. I mean, OCT. You come in here thinking, you know, look very low of yourself and you can build yourself up. But I you know. don't even see how good you look because you still are beat up on the inside mentally. Right, right. And then when the bodybuilding is gone, you may find something else that's not so healthy to try to mm. fill that void. So mm -hmm. it's, a, it's not for everyone. But and here's the thing, it might be unhealthy if you take it to the extreme lengths, but it's not it bad. It is an extreme length. But it's not bodybuilding bad Bodybuilding is, ex is extreme. Everyone takes it to the extreme. Okay, but like, that's not necessarily bad. It can be, let me just give you an example. Hold on, bodybuild, hold on. It's unhealthy, bodybuilding but it's not bad. is, bodybuilding, is not extreme. Competitive bodybuilding, that's extreme. Because yes. I know no, plenty of regular plenty of people. No, there's plenty gym rats in the gym taking more gear than the real ones. But not all of them. Ones. 
Is Not it about gear? What about when you tear your pants? Bodybuilding is like you're biceps. going to the gym yeah. and building your body. Callum That's Ball what bodybuilding Walker, is. A very popular upcoming athlete. Hmm. Goes with his friend, Callum Callum. Oh, Callum. They're trying to curl 400 something pounds. He can't curl probably 100 pounds by himself, and they're trying to do a tandem 400 pound and he tears he, his bicep. He just mm. wanted the views and the likes. But that's my point. But that's not bodybuilding. That's just that's, not that's social media. He's trying to like be all get the likes. He did it for the likes. So that's how he makes a living. That's how he makes a living. But now, now his if he gets, what, ass he, got a he, torn bicep. He probably and he sells clothes. He's like he's working. He's working hard. He's, he's I need more views. He's going to get more views to this and going to buy more of his clothes. He's trying to like feed him and his girl. I think he has a girl or something like that. Listen, it's still a business. At the end of the day, when I started out trying to become a professional bodybuilder. I looked at it as I'll a career. I'll feed you my girl. If you're not looking at this thing as, listen, if you're not looking at this sport as a career when you get involved in it and you're looking at it as a hobby, it's a very slippery slope because you could follow the wrong crowd. Doesn't everybody do it for the likes? Mm, no, not everybody. So you don't care how many likes you I get? I do, but I'm not posting my ass like, we're not talking like about I should be. We're talking no, about that's what a girl would do. No, that's what a girl would do for the likes. You Right or wrong, a girl would post her ass for the likes, True. right? Okay, so a dude doing whatever he got to do for the likes... How do you feel about that and being a bodybuilder and like trying to be on social media and all that stuff? I think you need to pick your path. You do. If you're going to be that guy who's doing like, <clears throat> I don't like the, the guys. Okay. There's kids that are like stealing from stores, opening stuff up in the store, eating it. And they're making those viral oh, videos. God. And then these guys are doing like these crazy lists where you're just, the form is so fucked up that you're like, he's going to rip something. Mm -hmm. right? And that's what happens. That's why we watch. Yeah. But and, like, and when it happens, that career is done, you know, unless you figure out a way to circumvent that and reinvent yourself. A torn bicep, a torn quadricep, hamstring, it could be the end of a career. Mm -hmm. This is perfect to even bring up this topic. Is social media helping or hurting bodybuilding? Fitness as a whole, I think it helps it because like... It's giving them a platform. Yeah, it gives them a platform. platform. You don't have to go to that unhealthy stage of like, you know, near death and like being dehydrated and all that dumb shit. Like... I got kids DMing me every day, like, you know, you inspire me, I started listening because of you, whatever, whatever. I started listening because of the big bodybuilders. Like, my dad was jacked, like, it was a pile of flex and muscle developments there. Um, but I'm kind of pissed that those looks were, were not attainable naturally. And I had to, like, find out, like, okay, this is what you got to do, this is what you got to do, you got to be a fucking you know, chemical project to, to do this. <laughs> I, I was kind of pissed. I'm pissed. That, that can be said for all walks of every sport. I mean, look at freaking uh, the dude from the, uh, the, rate, the cyclist, Lance Armstrong. Right. Uh, seven, baseball seven players. Yeah, the, I mean, all that stuff gets revealed as we get older. At the end of the day, uh, we're losing celebrities, stars, superstars because of social media. Social media has now made a, a star out of anybody. You can be insta-famous based on a couple of different moves. Well, you could you make your own life. Like, what's wrong with being insta-famous? Well, nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. But not every person that's on an Instagram is an expert. I mean, the bodybuilders that were coming up in my time, these guys knew what they were talking about. So when you read their article, you could take that to the bank and go and apply it. Now you got every Tom, Dick, and Harry trying to sell you a generic cookie-cutter routine on yep. how to diet, how to train, how to... Well, I mean, if the dude's looking crazy... Well, that I mean, don't mean but anything. That doesn't make Just him because an you look crazy, don't mean it, you know yeah, anything. Listen, Michael could Jordan be dumb was as doing rock. what he was doing on a whole other good. level of a lot of the other basketball players, but he's just playing basketball. He just did mm. it on a different level. So he wasn't an expert. Well, he, put it this way: I don't know that I would try to be the next Michael Jordan because the bar was raised so high. I might lower the standard. When we picked up the magazines, and that's all you had. You didn't think you were going to be the next Arnold Schwarzenegger. He might have been inspiring, but gosh, I mean, he's he's a superhero. 
the superheroes are gone. Now we have every Tom, Dick, and Harry with a million followers claiming to be experts with the words IFBB behind their name. It's a watered-down effect. Mm -hmm. So I think that the social media has totally peeled back and opened up the world to just any Tom, Dick, and Harry out there. Do you think that, that title likes. lost some of the smoke like IFBB Pro? It's definitely watered down. It doesn't mean as much to me. When I see IPB, I, I don't know who these guys right. are. Right, because there's so many up, pro cards mm -hmm. handed out. Too many cards handed out and not enough experts because, listen, just because you have a pro card doesn't mean you're pro caliber because these qualifiers, these qualifiers are not deep in talent. But back in the day, you had to win the overall national title to be a pro. That means you had to beat everyone that showed up mm -hmm. to earn that opportunity. Now they're giving out 50 cards on one weekend, mm -hmm. on one show. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So do you know roughly how many pros happened last year? There's a lot. And uh, I know that when you can go to seven North national shows. Well, yeah, if you can go to North America's and get 60 pro cards being handed out, or the nationals, you 50 pro cards handed out, or the junior nationals. Is it around 50 to 60? Yeah. So a, that times seven, I can't do math. Yeah, we've changed. The sport's changed. And in bodybuilding, it's, it's bodybuilding is taking the hit. Mm -hmm. Bodybuilding is the one that has to be careful because classic is actually looking more, classic physique is looking more appealing. But why do they do that? Make it easier to get pro cards? The business of it, right? A business. It's, it's, I would a, say. it's a numbers game. Not that I know anything about it's it. It's a numbers game because I mean, I, there was a time when you knew all the pros, and now you don't know half the pros. No. So social media is kind of it, it is a double-edged sword. So the current state of bodybuilding is it progressing or regressing? Uh, is it progressing in terms of being more inclusive? Like, is it more popular now? Because I think that for me, we're I guess looking, that would be yeah. We're looking at pretty much the same thing. Like when I was coming up in the nineties. You had maybe 10 guys that had a bite at the apple at being the best. Um, and then we got into the 2000s. You had the Ronnie Coleman and the Jay Cutler and Dexter Jackson kind of creeped in there. Of course, we had um, Phil Heath creep in. We've had seven years of Phil Heath. Another year of Phil Heath doesn't make bodybuilding that much more palatable because we, we lived through the eight years of Ronnie. We lived through the eight years with Lee Haney. Now we may potentially go eight years of Phil Heath. If Phil Heath wins again in 2018, it doesn't really change the landscape of bodybuilding. So you don't want him to win. It's not a question of not wanting him to win. You want to see a new face. I can tell you, you what. You do. I can tell you what. Somebody's got to come from somewhere. Mm -hmm. I mean, Phil came out of nowhere. He won the Junior USA, then he won the USA, then he beat Phil, uh, beat Jay Cutler. There's nobody on the verge of necessarily beating Phil Heath unless Phil Heath winds up crashing and burning mm -hmm. and Big Romney wins by default. I mean, listen, Dexter Jackson's 48, 49 years old. Sean Roden's in his mid-40s. Um, who's challenging after that? Roland Winkler doesn't Cedric? have structure. Cedric McMillan is still a promise not kept. He didn't make the top six of this year's Mr. Olympia. So he's a good bodybuilder, but the big stage is not ripe for him. He hasn't shown up on that stage. So Phil and Rami are the two. And if we have another year of Phil and Rami, are we better off? Mm. Or are we watching the same movie every year? Right. Bodybuilding's regressing. This just said breaking news bodybuilding is regressing. Um, who's competing? Like... It's not funny. It's a, it's a tragic. Working news. Like literally, like all these fires are like it's tragic, bro. Like it's, you know, um, we do have more shows than ever right now around the world. People are not competing. Like true. I got like four weeks out of a show. The shit was unhealthy, and I was like, "Fuck this!" Like, and I'm way more successful than I ever was. Like trying to chase after plastic. Like this looks like a trophy. So the day that I could go, the day that bodybuilding will regress is the day that I could go and get my first place. Trophy. You gotta get a pro card first. Okay, so I get it. I get it. I'll get the pro card. This is my pro card. So then I, I give that to the gas people. Oh, fuck that. The child support people. <laughs> and then that counts towards it. That's when it will progress. Okay. Like, or when the checks go up. Like, okay, the check for um, uh, Mr. Olympia is what? 
Four hundred thousand dollars. I thought it was six. Four hundred. For the past three years, Philly has made one point two million. So right now, I mean, again, they're also growing the women's side because now with women's fitness, they're not going to have the their checks ain't growing. <clears throat> that well, I do know two years ago they gave out a little bit more money. Mm. But you're right. That's a woman's. But you just said no one's beating Phil. No one's even near him. And then Big Rami's second, who wasn't messing with him. No one's near Big Rami. So it's like no one's ever going to meet Mr. Olympia. So they're fighting for something that they're never going to get. But can we say that back when Lee Haney was beating five foot four Muhammad uh, McAway? He was five foot four and 175 pounds, and you had Arnold at six or Lee Haney at six feet. Mm -hmm. So it always seems like there's one that's always head and shoulders above, which is why we had 22 years Mr. Olympia's with Dorian Lee Haney and uh, Ronnie Coleman, and now another seven, potentially eight years with Phil Heath. I mean, that takes us into almost 30 years of only four different champions. Right. It is what it is, but because of them, all these other avenues are, are making it more popular with the physique, with the bikini, and with the women's fitness. Women's fitness, by the way, is no longer going to have the bikini round. They're just going to have the fitness routine round. Oh, really? So you're going to have cheerleaders and gymnasts starting to get in on that because it's more inclusive, and the body's not going to be judged as much as the routine. So what? Well, because the girls that were doing it just didn't want to get hurt. They were getting older, and they didn't want to get up there and get in the bikini. They want to do their routines. They don't want to. Hold up. My brain, hold I on. I didn't change the rule. They don't want to get a in a rule. bikini yeah. at a bodybuilding show. That's right. They we all got to be in a bikini. They want to do the fitness round. They want to do they the routine. They just want to fitness and and It's like dancing and shit, right? Like, well, we have bikini and we have figure. I mean, do we need a fitness girl in a bikini too? Or do we want to see a fitness Yeah, girl? or else go on some other stage and do your flips somewhere else. Get yeah, a Yeah, but bikini. you can do flips without being in shape. Like, Yeah, that's going to be a slippery slope for the judges to decide. I don't know. That's just weird to me. How about... Uh, Fitness, the the fitness category, like the thickum girls. Uh, the wellness category. Oh, whatever. And that's wait, what is that? That's wellness <laughs> coming out of South America. You sound like the girls in my direct it's Very, very popular. <laughs> I've seen it a few times, especially in Brazil, where they have a little bit more curves. They don't want the girls to diet down, get emaciated, be depleted and dehydrated. That's the look that we reward in women's figure. Mm -hmm. And you know, you see the cheekbones, you see the striations, and all that. These these girls in the wellness. Are about the curves, but you got to be shapely. You can't just get up there and be thick. They're mm. bottom heavy. They're, well, they may be bottom heavy, but again, muscular. What's wrong with being bottom they're, heavy? They're, they work out. They're not just girls with big. They're butts. not proportioned to who are uh, talking about to standards to like to the, to, to the U.S. Standard. standards because when you diet they're, down, they're mad like quads and ass. But when you diet down, you lose and all like the very little delts. It's a totally different no, standard. Either. It's very popular. I'm telling so you. So when did that come out? When did that? That's been around. Um, it's been around for a few years. Started in Brazil. Is there a men's wellness category? There's no men's oh, We don't want to see please, the men's no, thank wellness. I'm going to a clean house right now. <laughs> we don't want to see you. Pro men's wellness. I have BB Pro, right? Men's wellness? Wellness is for the women. Coming for y'all. I think bodybuilding wasn't what it used to be because, like, the consistency with me, like, all my friends, like, everybody that I know within fitness, like, a lot of people are downsizing. Like, me, myself, like, the heaviest I was was probably about, like, 308 pounds, and it was not healthy. Um, I didn't like it, it wasn't comfortable. Um, but it was stronger, stronger. Um, everybody's like dropping down. Like the, the men's health magazine is selling more covers than, than like an MD or something like that. And that's just facts. Like the average guy always like any client that I have, or they always say like, I don't want to get too big or, you know, even a bodybuilder now we're walking down the street in LA. Like, you know, you can spot a bodybuilder anywhere, you know, like, sure. uh, average guy's going to want to have like, you know, like a nice body, healthy body. Um, so not that many people want to compete and but because more people now are about green and longevity and health and, and fitness, whereas back in the day, it was about just getting big. You want right. to have big shoulders, big pecs, you want to be strong. 
And now we're learning more, so we have more information, and more and more people are in the. There's so many more trainers now than there were even bodybuilders when I was coming up. There weren't trainers, there were bodybuilders. You might have a workout partner. Mm -hmm. but now all this information is being just thrown at you through Google searches and, and at the gym, you go to a gym, the first thing they want to do is hook you up with a trainer. Right. Mm -hmm. The trainer wants to get you fit. It's so you're saying back in the day the only trainers were, were bodybuilders? Yeah, most of the trainers back then were bodybuilders, so you want to, to come in there to get big. So you it was either you bodybuilder or you didn't. That was it, you right. didn't have really a choice. Cool. And, and I think now more people are wanting to get healthy mm -hmm. than they are wanting to get big. Mm -hmm. The image is switching because it's like, Clothes like I can't wear these joggers. I can't like be swagged out like you know post some pictures on my Instagram like if I'm sitting there like you know <laughs> like that like some dudes can't put their arms down. Well, so it's know? still it's still a hardcore industry that's anchored by the muscle. I mean, Mr. Olympia weekend is not going to be the same if we take the bodybuilding away from it. Right. It'll be a totally different landscape. I mean, women's bodybuilding was supported through the men's bodybuilding until the women just got too big and went the way of the eight track. Professional bodybuilding can do the same thing. It may become a turnoff. If we have another big bodybuilder die, bodybuilding is going to be in trouble. Right. The judges are going to have to change the type of physique that's going you know to be. I want to know. I want to know if generation. you ask those dudes, hey, if you can get this, make the same money you're making, but like take less drugs and be smaller and be a little bit more healthier because of that, would you do it? Well, I think they would say yeah. I all think day. all of them would say that, but I don't think it's about the drugs because you got the guy that's 300 pounds and big Rami, but you also have a guy like you know Dexter Jackson that's is still relatively. Right. smaller and he's 50 years old down there. Um, I think what it, what it comes down to is if you have the judges decide that they don't want to go with a big bodybuilder and they go with a shapelier physique, everyone's going to have to follow suit. Everyone was chasing Dorian Yates when he raised the bar and then Ronnie Coleman came along. So they're going to have to change what they're rewarding if they want to have more inclusivity. Because bodybuilding, like the 8-track, can become extinct. Mm -hmm. So that's it for today, guys. That's our first episode. How did you guys feel about it? Very informative. I mean, it's different to hear other perspectives. I, I travel the world covering the sport, so you kind of hear a different perspective. It's good. Mm. Good conversation. Different walks of life, I guess, the industry. Oh, different walks for sure. Okay. Like, you different, me different, you different. <laughs> All different. All right, so tune in to next week's episode. You better watch next week, too. Mm. Generationiron.com. Mm.